This show is being brought to you by Grandpa Ray Outdoors. John O'Brien is the CEO of Grandpa Ray Outdoors, and he's been an agronomist for over 29 years. He's not just an agronomist, he is an educator. So if you go to Grandpa Ray Outdoors on the web, you're going to see that John is sharing his knowledge with anybody that wants to listen and become a smarter food plotter. He does have a special group called Team Grow, and you can join that and get the inside scoop with John. He does private uh, seminars and shares private information. So check out Team Grow and Grandpa Ray Outdoors for the finest information on the web. Oh, yes, he has a full line of seeds that are as good as, if not better than, any other seed company in existence today. Let's Talk Deer. Let's Talk Deer is supported and sponsored by Grandpa Ray Outdoors. We receive funds from Grandpa Ray Outdoors for airing this show. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Deer. This is your host, Bruce Hutchin. I'm heading out to someplace in Colorado with Lanny Oakley Barnes. She's a three-time Olympian biathlete, and she's a director for commercial sales for high-vis sites, as well as an ambassador for a number of companies in the shooting sports. Lanny, as I said, was three-time Olympian, and she has traveled to the Worlds and had medaled and podium at the Worlds. Lanny, um, I also have to add this on. I had a a lesson with Lanny last week, and she helped me immensely uh, gain confidence. And we'll talk; we'll be talking more about that. But the mental aspect was far greater than the physical aspect of pulling the trigger or actually squeezing the trigger. Lanny, welcome to the show. Bruce, thanks so much for having me. It's great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to see you and folks uh, on Facebook Live right now, or in a couple of minutes, there'll be a whole segment about 15, 20 minutes with Lanny uh, about what uh, we did. And this uh, segment, uh, Facebook Live, uh, pardon me, Let's Talk Deer, is going to just uh, continue on. So Lanny, um, let's start right off. How did you get the uh, nickname Lanny Oakley Barnes? So yeah, I uh, started shooting at a very young age. My dad was very passionate about shooting and hunting. And he had three girls, so he had to pass on that tradition somewhere. So he taught the three of us how to shoot and hunt, and um, we'd, we'd hold competitions amongst our family all the time. And, and uh, you know, I, I won a couple in a row in our family, and so people, my, my, my dad and my sister started calling me uh, Lanny Oakley, uh, spinoff of Annie Oakley. So, uh, and it just kind of stuck <laughs> ever since. Now, I know you have a twin sister, and she's been an Olympian also. And uh, how is that um, friendship, love for sisters, and then competitive sisters, how has that helped you to um, arise to one of the uh, iconic shooters in the world? You know, I think being a, a twin and having someone there alongside me, pushing me every day was probably one of the best things for my my competitive uh, um, career and things like that. I think that um, having your biggest competition and your best friend next to you, uh, pushing you every day makes it makes a big difference. I mean, we uh, we'd always have friendly competitions, you know, put 
it, whoever whoever wins training today has to or the, whoever doesn't win training has to cook lunch or do laundry or things like that. So we're always putting something on the competition and uh, really pushed us to, to get to a, a higher level and, and uh, I'm very fortunate enough to have trained and competed with my twin sister throughout my entire career. So let's talk about um, the companies that you represent or they support you through your uh, world global travels. Let's talk about them for a little bit. Yeah, so I'm very fortunate enough to represent a lot of really great companies in the firearms industry. Hi-Viz, obviously, besides being the director of commercial sales for them, I'm on their pro staff. I also uh, represent some really great firearms companies, uh, Beretta for shotguns, Staccato for handgun, JP Rifles for all my rifles, uh, Fioki provides me ammunition, and uh, Trigicon for scopes and, and red dots and, and Weber Tactical for my holsters. So because of your... You've earned you've earned that right. Um, you are represented by world class uh, uh, manufacturers. When you think about all the manufacturers you shoot for, is there one component that you can be as successful as you are without it? You know, I think I think the equipment makes a big difference. Uh, having competed at the highest level in sport, um, we realized right away what a big difference equipment can make. And so when, when Trace and I went from Olympic biathlon, which is skiing and shooting, to the sport of three gun and all of our other shooting sports that we're doing now, uh, we wanted to make sure that we had the best possible equipment. And uh, you know, we, we went out and we, we seeked out the, the current sponsors that we have now that we've had for you know, about eight years now. And um, approach them. It was not the other way around. We asked them, hey, we, we really love your products. We tried everything out. Um, we want to represent you guys. We know that you are the best um, possible equipment for us um, based off of our, you know, our, our frame and, and how we like to shoot and things like that. And, uh, you know, just said, hey, we want to develop a partnership and, and see how it goes. And, and we've been very fortunate enough to represent some of the best companies in the industry ever since. When I was out the range, we went through a lot and and um, step by step by step. It, it was an interesting day. Do you take do you take uh, clients yourself? Do you take shooting clients, or was I a one off? <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I I don't do them as often as I'd like, but yeah, I definitely do shooting courses throughout the year, um, different places around the country. My twin sister and I, we teach courses to military and law enforcement, how to shoot with an elevated heart rate and under stress. And then we also do a lot of different civilian courses, anywhere from beginning handgun to advanced three gun to uh, you know shooting with an elevated heart rate and, and under stress, you know, the mental side of shooting, things like that. Um, I also do individual courses like I like I did with you. Uh, yeah, I mean it just it just depends. This year was a little different with COVID. A lot of things got canceled, but um, in a normal year, uh, definitely do a lot of shooting courses for people. So if somebody's interested in doing a course with you, one, I hear you say that they're available countrywide when you're at other events, you'll do them. Two, if somebody wanted to get a one-on-one -on -one, uh, personalized uh, course, as I did, what do they need to do? 
uh, contact me on my website, lannyoakley.com, or on uh, social media, and, and we'll set up a time that, that works and, and uh, you know, have a great time learning and growing in, in shooting sports. Thank you for that. So one thing I learned, there are two things I learned, was trigger and then front sight. So how do you want to break that down? You watched me, you schooled me, you taught me. So of the two, so we get the sight up front and then we get the trigger, which was my most struggle? What was I struggling the most with? I'd, I'd say the trigger was probably your the thing you're struggling the most with. And, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily, you, you had all the, the, the basic foundations of, of a good grip, good trigger squeeze, good sight. Um, the equipment that you were using wasn't necessarily set up uh, appropriately for uh, the kind of shooting that we were doing. Um, most concealed carry handguns, they're designed to have a really long travel in the trigger so that when someone squeezes a trigger, they know that it's, it's, it's for, for a purpose, you know, it's not going to happen by accident. Um, so they have a, most of those firearms have a really long trigger so that, um, you know, when you're squeezing it, uh, it's, it's, like I said, it's for a purpose. And the one that you were using had an incredibly long travel on it. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, it, there's a lot of time between the time your brain says squeeze a trigger uh, to when your, your nerves activate your trigger finger to pull that trigger and take up all that travel to where the, the shot breaks. And so the, the front sight, the gun can move, you know, even if it moves that much downrange, it could, that equals out in defeat. So um, it's hard to, to keep the, the gun perfectly steady by pulling it back on a really long trigger. So I hope you're listening to that, folks, because lessons learned I took away, you have to have equipment that, one, fits you, two, that will do the job when you need to do the job, because life and death, a gunfight's over in seconds. It's not a long gladed like TV. It's it's over. And if your equipment isn't ready to go when you pull, then you're most likely dead. That that's reality. That's just hardcore reality. So I would implore everybody to go to the range and if you're a great shot and you can, you know, switch your clip, drop your clips and switch clips and put ten you know, 20 in the 10 ring, you know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm talking to the people, men and women that, yeah, I, I can shoot a pistol. Yeah. But can you really shoot a pistol? Because we're in serious times, folks. And that's one reason I went and got a hold of Lanny and went through it, because I want to be 100% confident. When I pulled that trigger, I knew exactly where the front sight was going. And I knew when I squeezed the trigger, there'd be two two rounds in center mass, boom. There's no, absolutely no question in my brain. And it takes less time to do that than I wouldn't, I just explained it. Grasp that concept because it's over. You don't pull your gun in a situation unless you're gonna shoot it. There isn't a stop, I got a gun. No, you're, you're pulling and shooting and then that's it. Because I've been told 
by numerous people and they know what they're talking about. It's better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. Remember that. Burn that into your brain because we're not in healthy times right now. And if you're a gun owner, you owe it to yourself, to your family, to do one thing. Practice, practice, practice. Get with somebody like Lanny. Get with somebody that really knows what their stuff and go out and burn some rounds. Now, I know there's a shortage of rounds. So as I said on Facebook Live, whenever you're in the store, if you're going past the mom and pop store, just go in there. You'd be surprised what they have. And if you're not hand-loading, think about it. I mean, there's so many things going on. But I went down to to figure out because uh, I can shoot a long gun. Right, Lanny? You can shoot a long gun very well, yeah. So I have an HK. So, you know, I went on the Christmas tree or, or cheap shooting the paces and goes, okay. And I was, let's go back. Why was I so comfortable with my long gun and I was struggling with my with my automatic, semi-automatics? It's pretty simple. It's confidence. With your long gun, you've been shooting long gun your whole life. You're a long gun shooter. You had the confidence. As soon as you picked it up, you just looked relaxed. You looked confident uh, with your long guns. So as soon as you picked up your, your handgun, you looked timid and um, hesitant and that's not something you want when you're you're picking up a handgun especially when you're you know uh, you know going up against or concealed carrying going up against someone that that potentially may want to kill you you want that confidence you want to put the time in to make sure you're, you're practicing and and have that confidence so that when you draw your handgun there's no hesitation you know you're going to hit your shots this is Bruce Hutchin with a special message about my relationship with Burner.com. Burner HD is a non-lethal pistol that's available now on the web at Burner.com. If you go to the web and use my promo code, promo code AON2020, that's promo code AON2020, you're going to get a 10% discount on all burner product so again let's talk to you has a discount promo code promo code aon 2020 that's promo code aon 2020 burner product go check them out they're great and so that's you know to me that was the big the biggest thing because physiologically i hope i said it right you know when i picked up the long gun there wasn't any doubt where the where the the bolt was going. I was shooting. <laughs> she had me shooting little tiny. I'm not saying they're wafers, but what was the what's the diameter of the smallest target? The smallest one was about a quarter of an inch. Let that sink in. <laughs> and the boom, you know. <laughs> so you know when you think about that, and I laugh because I there was never a doubt that I wasn't going to hit that with my with my hk and i did and then we go back to the pistols and and we do that whole thing then i'd say okay let's take a break go back to my hk okay so inherently you know it 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 was in me and lanny had to bring it out and so uh, continue on so we 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 got myself so i was hitting 70 percent 80 percent i don't know the whole group was what, 80% center mass, do you think? Yep. Yeah, with no headshots. Yeah, 80%. 70% center mass. So then she took me over to the gong to about 20 yards. 
And I kept missing, missing, missing. So I got frustrated again, folks. And that's the wrong thing to do. Take a break, get some water, you know, think about what you're doing, go shoot the HK again, and then come back. Then Lenny pulled the rabbit out of the hat, and she went and got her staccato P and said, here, try this. Now, a staccato P is a $1,200 handgun, and it's set up for competitive shooting. And she took she took the magazine out and, and emptied it and checked the chamber and emptied it. And she said, okay, squeeze, just dry fire this. And I'm going, are you kidding me? It was as good as my my long gun triggers crisp no travel no creep no nothing just squeeze as i had been doing all morning and then it broke i mean it was just i go oh so now we went back to the four inch gong said i'm gonna put two bolts in here i said okay fine and so the first one went right over the top because the first time i ever shot it at 20 yards and the second one gong and i'm going ah i should have had a v8 you know, but I she put me through three hours of hell, rightly so, trying to build my confidence up. But then she puts me an adequate, not adequate, top of the line, world class pistol in my hand, and I think I think I could have shot all those gongs if you had that amount of bullets. I there's no doubt in my mind. I think I could just gone down the whole line and you know, and taken them out. Yeah, and that's the thing is you had confidence. That's what you needed. Yeah, and the only way to get that, folks, is one, get instruction, two, practice, repetition, practice, 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 practice. And it takes money, but you owe it to yourself, your family, and those around you to do that. We're talking life and death here. This isn't, maybe this is, oh, you're being, you know, you're getting amped up. No, I'm not. Just turn on the news, which I don't watch, but turn on the news and see what about 10,000 people are doing to our country. We're being paid for, being subsidized by X. You can figure that out yourself, but they're being subsidized because they're traveling cross country with no jobs and custom coaches and they're fed and and everything and they're there for one reason to create havoc and i don't want anybody listen to the show nor does lanny not to be able to defend themselves we're not talking about going out and hunting we're talking defending yourselves and you have every right in the world to do that your thoughts lanny no i think it's it's one of those things where you know, we're definitely living in, in tougher times than, than we have been. And, and it's it's really important to be prepared for whatever life throws at you. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, you said earlier, uh, $1,200 handgun. And, and uh, so many people, <clears throat> excuse me, come up to me and say, why would I buy a $1,200 handgun when I could buy three cheaper ones? And I tell them, what's your life worth? You know, and, and uh, it, to me, it's definitely worth a $1,200 handgun that you can shoot really, really well in any situation and you know it's going to be reliable. And, and uh, you know, confidence is everything in shooting. Um, if you don't have it and you're hesitating, um, hesitation uh, can be 
the difference between life and death in a in a in a gunfight. So um, you know, even if even if you can't afford a, a gun like that, it doesn't matter. It's a lot of the two three hundred dollar handguns are are gonna do just as just as fine. But you need to put the practice and the training in. If you don't take the time to learn how to shoot your handgun, um, then you're gonna hesitate. So I I highly recommend lots of dry fire, lots of rounds down range, and get that confidence you need. And one thing you can do right in your house, sitting at the TV, tell them about that drill with the casing on the on the rail. Yeah, so one of the, and this is a very popular drill among a lot of shooters, but what you do is you take a, a spent piece of brass and you stick it on the end of your slide uh, near the front sight and, um, you know, bring bring the gun up and then, uh, you know, make sure the, the, the gun is completely this is a dry fire which is completely empty and then uh, you know rack the slide then put the brass on the end and then engage the trigger and if if the brass falls off the slide when the trigger breaks it means you're not squeezing the trigger properly so what the the biggest thing you want is that when you squeeze that trigger that front sight doesn't move it's perfectly steady and that's going to help you hit your target plus on the Cicado P, we did have high-vis sights. Now, why are they critical, in my opinion, critical in acquiring the sight picture? You know, with handgun, it's a lot different than, than you know, your long guns. With handgun, you have three different focal planes. You have the rear sight, the front sight, and the target. And physically, your eyes can't focus on all three planes at once, you have to pick one. What is the most important? And the most important is the front sight. That's um, wherever that front sight goes is where uh, the bullet's gonna go. And because that's where the, the barrel is pointing. So by focusing on the front sight, your target in the background can be blurry. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're still gonna, you're still gonna see it and have enough of a, a picture to be able to know what you're, what you're aiming at. But by lining up that front sight, with the rear sight, um, it's going to make you a better shooter. A lot of people, they, they tend to focus on the target and uh, forget about their sights. And, and the sights are most important. Like I said, if that front sight isn't lined up on the target, it's not going to hit. So, you know, with high-vis, we, we pride ourselves on having some of the brightest sights on the market. And, uh, you know, we have our full line of H3, which are tritium day-night sights. So they, they are glow... Uh, 24 hours a day, and uh, it's really great for concealed carry and, and things like that because you don't know what situation you're going to get in. Uh, you know, the, the bad guys aren't going to say, hey, hey, Bruce, I'm going to come at, you know, 8.30 p.m. on uh, next Tuesday and, you know, pay a little visit. It's not going to be like that. You don't know what kind of situations you're going to be in. You don't know what you're going to get yourself into. So um, having a site that works for uh 24 hours a day is really important and uh, something that's bright and it's going to be easy to pick up on um, so that when you're in the heat of the battle, um, your eyes immediately go to that front sight and help you get your shots off. Everything we've been talking about the last 30 minutes is getting you mentally prepared, mentally prepared to do what you need to do. Yes, there's no, there's no excuse not for training, not to get muscle memory, not to get reps downrange, but 
if your brain isn't connected and willing to let you squeeze that trigger, sell your gun, give your gun away, because you're going to get killed. If you hesitate in a gunfight, you're going to die. Or with a person, there's a 21-foot rule um, with a knife. If somebody's within 21 feet, three yards, and they have a knife out, and you're holstered, he'll get to you before you can shoot him. That's just the rule in the industry. So you have to be situation aware, and I talk to people all the time about this, situation awareness. 24-7, parking lots, church, I don't care where you're at today. You see plenty of YouTube videos of guys walking in a car and somebody comes and smashes the back of his head. He was not situational aware. You could look at your windows. You could see somebody's coming up. You could turn, defend. There's a gazillion things you can do, but you have to start thinking that way. You have to train your family that way. You have to train your kids that way. Your thoughts, Lanny? Yeah, I mean, training is the most important thing. The, the more training you do, the more confident you get. And at the end of the day, confidence is everything. Um, you don't want to be cocky, but you want to have that confidence knowing that as soon as you draw, you're not, you're not having to think about it. It's, it's uh, subconscious. You know, you're, it's, just, it's just happening. You already know you've done enough repetitions that you, your handgun grips or your hands grip the handgun right. You, know, you, have, you line up the sights correctly. Uh, you have a good trigger squeeze, things like that. Shooting handgun is very simple. Uh, you know, if you if you do the mechanics correctly, you're going to hit your target. But the thing that gets in a majority of people's way is 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 our mental capacity. It just needs to um, let it happen naturally. We we overthink things. So um, getting in those repetitions, dry firing, spending time at the range, putting in the the rounds and the repetitions is going to give you that confidence that you need. Switching up a little bit, why do you think women are are being drawn to the uh, shooting sports and the outdoors in such numbers today? Well, I think uh, for, for a lot of things, women just realize that, hey, I can do, there's no reason why I can't do this. Uh, you know, a lot of times in the past, um, you know, my my dad, he, he grew up, his, his sister, uh, she was never invited to go hunting with the family. And it was just one of those things. It was, you know, dad and son. And, and I was very fortunate enough to, to be taken out by, by my dad. And, and he, he was of the mindset that, that it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, you, you can do this. And, and shooting sports is one of those things that it doesn't matter your physical size or anything like that. Um, it's a skill sport. You know, you can, a woman can shoot just as good as a man or, or uh, a man that doesn't have tons of, of muscle uh, can shoot just as good as a, a man with tons of muscle. You know, it's one of those things where anybody can do it. You know, I've seen uh, guys in wheelchairs step up to the line and, and shoot just as good as, as someone standing there on the line. So anybody can do shooting sports and it's, it's one of those things where there's a lot more opportunities and, and a lot of women, I think, are saying that, hey, there's two things. I want to be able to protect my family. You know, say their their husband travels a lot for work or something. And I want to be able to make sure that if it's just me and the kids, I can protect them. And I want to bring home good organic meat to my family. So I think those are two big 
drivers of women getting into shooting sports. Thank you for bringing up the organic meat because now hunting seasons are going. And if you're on Instagram and as I am or Facebook, uh, Twitter and, and LinkedIn, you know, people are, are going grocery shopping. I don't call it hunting anymore. Right? They're going grocery shopping for one thing. They're getting range fed organic meat. Might be an antelope, might be a deer, might be an elk, might be a moose. Uh, a lucky few are going sheep hunting and goat hunting. Um, but they're going to bring home meat, process it, put it in the freezer, and all winter long, as I know you do, Lanny, as, as well as myself, when I'm fortunate enough to get an elk, um, we eat it year-round. And there's no better food because there's – well, as you said in a recent post, what were you saying about the antibiotics and and these cows getting chewed up and shot up? Yeah. So the the meat, the animals that I harvest out in the field hunting, I can guarantee that they haven't been poked by a needle, eaten something that has pesticides all over it, and lives in some of the most beautiful country in the world free. <laughs> Uh, free range, and uh, it, you, you just know that that's going to be really good, the best quality meat that you can get in the world. And you have to prepare it. You have to break it down, which isn't all that hard, folks. It, it really isn't. And um, I still do it at, at my age. I'm not going to pack it out. I have a packer. Um, but when I get an elk in the next couple of weeks, um, I'll break it all down, hang it, and then have somebody come and, and pick it up and put it in my coolers and take it home and process it. I mean, it's just, it's that simple. It isn't hard. There's no, there's no hard about it. If you're talking about an antelope or a deer, it's even easier because you don't have hundreds of pounds of meat. You just have maybe a hundred and a half antelope. It's less than a hundred pounds, but it's good for you. It's good for your family. And it's delicious when you invite the neighbor over and said, Hey, we're having steaks tonight. They'll never ask what kind of steak it is, and some, if you do, if you do it right, they'll say, "Dang, that was good. Where'd you get that?" I got it up on uh, Rusty Flats. <laughs> they'll look at you and go, "Did I just eat blank?" And yeah, you did. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun. So, all your experience growing up shooting, then you went to the Olympics. What is this? I guess I asked it a different way. How has this prepared prepared you for what you're going to do the rest of your life? You know, I think it's it's, it's given me the confidence to be able to do almost anything with a firearm. You know, I I, I am still learning and, and always will be. <laughs> I think it's one of those things you can always develop your skills in, in shooting. Um, but I think that, that I'm very fortunate. Uh, I've, everything in my life has been because of the use of a firearm. I've competed in, competed in the Olympics with one. I've put food on the table with one. I have a job that, uh, you know, the director of commercial sales of Hi-Viz that, that makes sites for, for firearms. And so everything in my life revolves around the use of firearms. And I think that um, it's part of my responsibility to ensure that future generations have that same opportunity. If, if there's a kid that wants to go to the Olympics and, and shoot, if there's a kid that wants to learn how to hunt and, and bring home meat for his family, if there's a, a kid that want to work, work in the firearms industry, 
uh, I want to make sure that I do my part to, to ensure that that kid has that opportunity when, when he or she is my age. One thing I'm going to touch on and, and I shared, I shared my Coast Guard resume with you and we had a great discussion, but the part I want to uh, focus on is that in a sense, if you do something well, no recognition, no TV, no sponsorships, you're an Olympian. So embellish that a little bit and let's talk about that, um, that conversation, because that was one of the biggest things I took away from it when you said what you did to me, and you don't have to repeat that uh, because of stuff I did in the, in the Coast Guard. But that really had a lasting impact on me because I thought about that my next, when I went left your house to, to Gunnison, I went, that's right. And we missed that. People missed that fact that, no, you don't have to podium. You have to be on TV. You don't have to be in a cover or anything. Just do what you do well, and you are an Olympian. Yeah, so we, we had this conversation when you came down last week. It, uh, I think the, the most important thing that people need to realize is you don't need to go to the Olympics to – be an Olympian in life in my book. That's what I call Olympian in life. As long as you work hard, you get it, give it everything you have, and uh, you enjoy doing it, that's that's an Olympian in my book. You know, if if you're a teacher, if you're you know a first responder, if you're an engineer, if if you you work down at McDonald's, no matter what you do, if you give it everything you have, at the end of the day, you're an Olympian in life in my book. Have you ever thought about writing a book about that? <laughs> I have, yeah. My twin sister and I, we, we've started one uh, along that same lines. And so uh, just one of those things we got to sit down and finish it. People need to hear that, Lanny, because we had a really great discussion. and I have never looked at what I did. I just said, Lanny, that's what I signed up for. That's what I did. And I did it well. And yeah. There was there was some recognition for it, okay, but it, I, when you go out and search and rescue, there's no, I mean, you just do your job. I mean, there isn't any, you're not thinking anything but the people in the water, and I'm gonna go rescue them. Period. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's the same with all of our uh, law enforcement right now that are all across the country, you know, defending defending our cities and and. Um, you know the citizens against these these crazy mobs. Uh, they're they're going out and they're they're doing their job, risking their lives. And and uh, you know, in in my opinion, they're they they don't need gold medals because they're they're Olympians. And you know they they're doing what what um, what's asked of them and more. You know, and and uh, they'll never get. Uh, a spot on TV or sponsorship or, or things like that for what they're doing. But in my opinion, what they're doing is, is more important that than anything I've ever done in the Olympics. Well said, well said, my friend. Final last thoughts from Lanny Oakley Barnes. Bruce, it was great talking to you again and uh, keep shooting. I will, ma'am. Guaranteed. Uh -huh.